You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Nurses are the largest group of healthcare workers worldwide, numbering 10 million. Why is the year 2010 significant for this important group? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Barbara Dossi. Dr. Dossi is a researcher, educator, and author of many award-winning books, including her latest book, Florence Nightingale, Mystic, Visionary, Healer. She is also a fellow of the American Academy of Nursing and the director of Holistic Nursing Consultants in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Dr. Dossi, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Why is the year 2010 significant for nurses? It's significant because it will be the 100th death year of Florence Nightingale, who is the philosophical founder of modern secular nursing. What activities are being planned? Well, there are a lot of events that will be planned around the world because Nightingale is known and honored throughout the world. For specifically the initiative that I'm involved in with other Nightingale scholars, it is the Nightingale Declaration Campaign for a Healthy World. And what we are proposing, and I would just like to say right now, if the listener could go to the website, www.nightingaledeclaration.net and also spell Nightingale, N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E, and then the declaration, one word, so that you can get to that site. And what this site is about is we are collecting 2 million signatures from all the 192 nation states of the U.N. by November of 2008. And we will send the signatures to the U.N. General Assembly, asking them to adopt two U.N. resolutions, and 2010 would be International Year of the Nurse, and then 2011-2020 U.N. Decade for a Healthy World. And what group is organizing this? Who are you? The Nightingale Initiative for Global Health, and we are a group of 10 scholars in healthcare who have had experience in nursing and have joined people who have also worked in regional UN areas throughout the world. Describe your connection to Florence Nightingale. I will say that how I got started in this is I have been in nursing for 42 years. Around 30 years in nursing, I began to ask, you know, why are we making the same mistakes in nursing? We've been addressing the nursing shortage, about nurses being in collaborative practice, not under the you know, auspices of physicians, and why can't we come together and move forward? So in the early 90s, I began to read on Florence Nightingale's life. I was only going to read a little bit, and then one thing led to another, to led to another. And finally, I had the capacity to uh, take on big projects, and I knew that it was important for me to do original research, primary research. So what this means is going back to the archives, not quoting secondary researchers, but literally go into the archives and read Nightingale's letters. She left us 14,000 letters in the archives. Her collection of 10,000 letters is the largest private collection in the British Library. The other 4,000 collections are at the Wellcome Library in London. And she left us over 100 manuscripts and many other legislation and army reports. So what is very exciting about this work is in 1870, Florence Nightingale began to write. And let me say again, she was born in 1820, died in 1910. Around 1870, she began to write that it will take 100 to 150 years to have the kind of nurses that are needed that can begin to shift the dynamics of healthcare throughout the world. 
So in our work, we are exploring and empowering nurses to see themselves as health diplomats, to recognize that wherever it is that they work today, they are engaged in global nursing. They do not have to be going to third world countries to do this. It is their responsibility to engage in within their organizations, uh, within their communities, to recognize that we literally are a global nation right now. We are a global world. Airplanes, you know, allow us to fly all over the world, and we have to share knowledge and to share information. It's also what we are doing with our initiative is to help nurses become coaches for integral health. Describe some of the things that Florence Nightingale did accomplish in her life. At the age of 37, she came back from the Crimean War, which was 1854-1856. She is world famous at that particular point. So when I speak about the 14,000 letters that she left us in the archives, within that are over 100 publications. Some very famous books that continue to be in print are her 1859 Notes on Hospitals. One of the passages from that is the hospital should do the patient no harm. We can certainly apply that to today. 1860, her Notes on Nursing. Everything that we recognize today and speak about with healing environments Florence Nightingale wrote about in 1860 in Notes on Nursing. She then did an enormous amount of work in midwifery, and there were a lot of people beginning to look at something happens between a physician going from the dissection room into the labor and delivery space and then mothers either getting very sick or dying. And Florence Nightingale was already writing about physicians should not wear the same clothes and go directly to the mother who's beginning, you know, to deliver babies. Her notes on midwifery are just uh, astounding. And again, remember that this is before we were able to recognize uh, the causative agents of different kinds of illnesses. What she also clearly articulated and recorded and wrote for us is that she gave guidelines for what we can do to uh, prevent complications that are created by poor environments. One of the things that we recognize in the environment today is what is called the precautionary principle. If we say that something is going to harm a patient, we're not going to do it. Nightingale was writing about this early on, about environments that were unhealthy. And, for example, she said, if you think a a teapot is harming the patient, don't use that teapot. If you think the air is foul today, don't send your children to that school. And this is exactly what we're seeing today. Uh, She did research. She documented her work. She was one of the first people in a statistical diagram to what we call today explode the pie chart, and this is to go out of just a a round circle. And when she came back from the Crimean War, she created her famous wedge diagram to look at the causes of illness per month during that Crimean period when she was there during 1854 to 1856. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Barbara Dossi, discussing the future of the profession of nursing. Dr. Dossi, how is education for nurses changing? I'm very excited to say that nursing curriculum is changing, and what we are seeing now is 
there are still the basics that are taught in body systems and the physiology and pathophysiology. But simultaneously, what we're beginning to recognize is that care must also address body, mind, spirit in all of the areas that patients become illness and have challenges in, in their health. We are seeing nursing rotations not only being in hospitals and in clinics, but moving out into the community to address specific areas where nurses can work. The joy of nursing right now is that there are many places where nurses can work. Many nurses change their focus every five to seven years. And I look at my own life and my own 42 years in nursing. It's where it has gone from clinical practice, education, and research, and then blending all of these together. The big challenge right now is we have a huge global nursing shortage. And one of the areas and initiatives that will be within the Nightingale Declaration campaign is to look at regional workshops around the world to help nurses once again address the soul of healing and healthcare, to look at renewal, resilience, retention, to look at trauma, to address nurses as being media advocates to report their stories to journalists, to get them in print so that people can recognize the value of nurses. If nurses want to get more involved in this campaign, what should they do? Go to the website, www.nightingaledeclaration.net, and sign the declaration there. What's your best advice to experienced nurses? I think the best thing that we can do for us experienced nurses is to continue to find our balance, our still point, take care of ourselves, and share the joy with these young nurses. It's also important for us to coach young nurses in the things that we have recognized that work. It's also our responsibility to join with these young nurses. These young nurses are the future of healthcare. And they are also very, very competent. And they have grown up with the Internet. They have grown up with different kinds of technologies that we did not have. We can learn from them. So it's combining our talents to begin to develop teaching tools that have technology capacity. Everyone can get on the Internet now. You know, even if you don't own your own computer, there are ways to go to your local library, to hospitals, to churches different organizations and communities, and someone can help people get to these different areas of information that are needed in healthcare. You're married to Dr. Larry Dossi. Do you two discuss how doctors and nurses can best work together? All the time. We've grown up together. We've been together since 1967, and this has been our journey, and we recognize early on in our careers is that we have to be doing something differently in acute care. We have to help people use their own consciousness in their own behalf. And Larry's work has really been remarkable in looking at the non-locality of consciousness. And what I am saying here is his work has really helped shift to help people understand that their consciousness is not just contained in their own body, but what they think, the way they behave, literally connects with people at a distance and beyond themselves. So our challenge is for physicians 
and nurses to come together to start in small dialogue groups from 5 to 10 to 15 people and to say this is what we want to do. I would also like to say that we're beginning to see people out in the world that are not involved in healthcare, but they're saying we want to make a difference. One of the corporations is Johnson & Johnson, the Campaign for Nursing's Future. It is a wonderful uh, website, so inviting people to go to that. We can also, what is literally going on right now in New York City, the uh, famous international designer, Donna Karen, has what is called Urban Zen. It's a two-week initiative that really addresses how are we going to combine complementary and alternative therapy with traditional therapy. So we're beginning to see very influential people begin to make a difference, to step forward, and to bring think tanks together uh, in this. Dr. Dossi, thank you for joining us today. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.